welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Jeez, this is crazy. (laughs) What a night. Wow. I have just been praying for God to fill me with so much excitement and joy for tonight. And he's done just that. And so thank you for being in on that and bringing the energy and the excitement. I'm so pumped for what God's going to do. First and foremost, before I do anything, I just want to pray and commit this night to the Lord. Lord, thank you for every single person in this room. They are here for a reason, Jesus. Lord, I just pray that as I speak, it would be your words and not mine, God, that I would get out of the way, just like Emma said, um, that I would get out of the way, Lord, and you would be glorified and magnified as I speak, Jesus. Um, Lord, we love you. Thank you for this night. Thank you again for every single person in this room. Amen and amen. All right. So Pastor Ben does this a lot, but I do appreciate feedback as well. I'm not going to run through all the things that you could do, but if you like something that I'm saying, feel free to talk to me. Say that's good. Anything you want. All right. Cool. Are we all on the same page about that? Great. Okay. So first and foremost, I need to honor um, our lead pastors, Pastor Rob and Becca Ketterling for believing in the communicators at our church. And um, Emma shared this and I want to share it too, but I believe 14 out of the 27-ish, 14 women are preaching and 13 men, or maybe I had the numbers swapped. It's almost even and it's awesome. I love that our church supports women and gives women a platform to speak on behalf of God and what he's put on our hearts. So um, just thankful for the leadership in that. But also, um, Pastor Ben and Emma, I'm so grateful to be on your team. Um, It's been the craziest and best, I don't even know how many months I've been working here, since October, okay? And I am so honored to be on your team. You believe in me and encourage me with your words, but also just with your actions and how you open up your life to me and include me in on not just work, but life. And I feel a part of your family. And so thank you for believing in me and giving me a space to share what God has shared with me. Um, So thank you for that. Can we give it up for Pastor Ben and Emma? Cool. So hello, if I haven't met you, my name is Katie. I'm the Connections Director here at the Minneapolis campus. Um, And some of you in this room know a lot about me. My roommates are here and ex-roommate, but best friend Lulu. (laughs) Nothing was bad. She just moved to a different spot, okay? Um, Some of you know a little bit about me. I've been in life groups with some of you and some of you have never met me in your entire life. So I thought it was proper to give you a little bit of backstory to share, just to tell how I'm even here, how I'm even at Minneapolis on a stage right now, because I could not even predict this for my life, which is just awesome. And that's how God works. So um, I grew up in Kansas. When I first moved here, people said they thought I had a Southern accent, which I don't hear, obviously, but I guess sometimes it comes out, but every once in a while, I'll be on the phone with my dad and say a word with an O, and he'll be like, what did you say? I'm like, open, dang it, no, I've gotten 
like Minnesotan accent in me. There it goes. Can you hear it? Kind of Minnesotan. Okay. Um, so I grew up in Kansas. Um, my family's still down there. I grew up going to church. So I've loved Jesus my whole life. And I'm super grateful for that. Um, I went to college in Oklahoma. I studied dance and arts management. So not what I'm doing full time now, which is awesome though. It's great. I've been dancing my whole life and it's one of the biggest joys of my life. And um, I graduated May of 2016 and literally had no idea what I was going to do. I had auditioned for some cruise ships and different performance opportunities and nothing worked out. I uh, applied for different internships and nothing. And so I was home in Kansas for a couple of weeks and I got a text from a cousin up here in the Twin Cities. I have some family up here. And she, she was kind of joking with me, but she's like, hey, so now that you graduated, you're going to move to Minneapolis, right? And for some reason, that text just s- stirred something in with me, stirred something in me. And I feel like looking back, it was totally the Lord just opening my eyes to a possibility and a door to walk through. So long story short, I got here three summers ago to intern with um, a summer internship at Children's Theater Company in their development and special events department. And it was incredible. So I was living in the basement of my aunt and uncle's house in Apple Valley. And the first couple weekends, I had something going on. So I never attended River Valley those first couple weeks. But my family talked about it. My cousin Avery, um, he told me, Katie, when you move here, you're going to love the Minneapolis campus. Okay. There's tons of young people. We meet at this really cool venue downtown called Poor House. You're going to love it. And so I was really looking forward to coming. And so the 4th of July, we spent up north with family. And through um, my cousin, I got connected with a woman here who still attends this campus. Her name is Michelle McCoy now. She just got married. And so Michelle was texting me 4th of July week before my first Sunday ever. She invited me to come set up with everyone. (laughs) And I had no friends, you guys. So I said, I got nothing to lose. I'll drive 30 minutes from Apple Valley at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Why not? If Ethan Salo were here, he would make fun of me. He was like, you came all done up. And yeah, you don't know who you're going to meet on a Sunday, right? Why not? All right. I wasn't, I was in a jeans and a shirt, whatever. Okay. I mean, hopefully we all wear that. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Thank you. So I showed up, she met me in the parking garage and I met all these people. I don't think, I don't think we met this day, Ben, but I, my first memory of you ever is you running around and like pulling crates around in the Go Kids area. And so Michelle was like, that's it. That's Ben. He's an awesome intern here. And so I love that my first memory of our campus pastor is him serving. I think that's so cool. Um, so this is long, but I'm getting to a point. Okay. Um, and it's important for what I want to share today, but after we set up and everything, we have what's called a team rally, and we still do that. If you serve at Minneapolis, we meet before service and pray and are just expectant for what God's going to do. Um, and I was sitting in this group of people that I had no idea who they were. They were so excited to be with one another. And it wasn't like I didn't feel unwelcome, but I just was, I felt kind of like a fraud. I was like, no one knows me here. This is awkward. Like what's going on? So afterward, they're all like, let's everyone take a photo. And in me, I just panicked. I was like, why? I'm not there. Everyone's going to look, you know, in your mind, when you think of what someone's thinking, but they're not thinking that at all. I'm like, everyone's going to see this photo and see me and have no idea who this girl is and think she just walked in and think she can set up with 
Why? Why do we do that? Why do our brains do that? Okay. So this is the photo, right? A couple weeks ago, I um, was looking through our Minneapolis shared photo stream and scrolled up to the top for fun. Okay. And I came across this photo of my first day ever coming to this campus three years ago to the weekend. You guys, three years ago this weekend is when I first attended Minneapolis campus and I served on the setup team in a photo of people I had no idea. And now I know, I can almost name every single person in this photo now, which is wild. Half of the people in this photo went on Global Team Turkey with me in November 2017. Ben Hoare is probably not in this because he's probably serving somewhere, <laughs> right? Um, but Pastor Kirk, Pastor Ben, Tissel, Ethan, just so many people. So I had no idea what I was stepping into, you guys. I had no idea what God was going to do. But if, if any one of you were going to walk up to me that day and say, in three years, Katie, you're going to be on staff at this church full-time and preaching... I would say you're insane. There's no way. I moved here to intern with a theater company. What a, that's my dream. That's my heart. That's my goal. But God had different plans. And so um, here I am <laughs> doing this thing, okay? But my journey since that day has not always been up. It's been really honestly up and down. It's been a struggle for me to give up control, um, and just really think, God, what do you want for my life? And I'm here to tell you that when you are open, available, and obedient, God can do in you so many things that you cannot even imagine. When you're open with your life and you say, you know what? It's not about me. It's, it's really not. When you're available, you're ready to go whenever he says to go. That gives God the space to move in bigger ways than imaginable. But then it takes obedience, right? For you to say yes and actually step into that. So um, synopsis, that's kind of how I'm here. I started to lay things down, lay down my dreams, and God was adding things into my life. I, like I said, went on a global team with some of those people at the end of 2017 to Turkey, and it changed everything for me and felt like God was asking me to go back. So this past summer, I interned with an organization called Live Dead in Turkey, and I quit all of my jobs to do that because God was very clear and adamant. So I was open, available, and obedient. And my last flight into America, I had no, I truly had no idea how I was going to make money. You know, I um, had a part-time job at Madewell, and some of those people are here. I don't know where they are. They're the best. They're some of my best friends. Um, so that's really the only thing I knew that I could go back to. But the last flight into America, I was looking at my emails and I had an email from our former campus pastor, Kirk. And it just said, hey, don't know when you're back, but when you are, I'd love to meet with you. There's a leadership position opening up at the Minneapolis campus that I want to meet with you about. And I was in Iceland by myself crying. So I was just like, what is happening? God, you are insane. How do you do this? You know, when God asks us to step out and do things and we can't see the other side, he's already working. He's already working on things. So that's a little bit longer, but I wanted to share that with you. That's just who I am and how I got to being here. But um, God's timing is wild, right? So it's pretty funny how detail-oriented God is. So three years ago to the weekend, I... My first time ever stepping into Minneapolis campus, I was setting up. And 
This weekend, I have the honor to continue on in our Kingdom Culture series, week three, talking about the heart of a servant, which is just so cool. I'm so honored that this is the topic that I get to speak on. Um, So um, I'm going to pray one more time before I dive in here. Um, Yeah, Lord, you are so good. Thank you for your timing. Thank you for Letting us be vessels, Jesus, Lord, that when you ask us to do things and you ask us to step into things, you equip us with everything that we need. Jesus, again, let my words just fade away. Lord, just you step in and be magnified. Amen. I'm going to take a quick drink. Say hi to your neighbor. Introduce yourself real quick. Are y'all best friends now? Awesome. That's the goal. (laughs) Okay. So the perfect example of the heart of a servant is Jesus, right? That's why we're here. It all starts and it all ends with Jesus Christ. Mark 10, 45 says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus's entire life was one of service and humility. We're so wrapped up sometimes with our needs and our ideas of what we want for our life, our dreams, our goals, that sometimes it's hard to think of others. But Jesus walked the walk and he talked the talk and he lived out this life that we should emulate by serving and being humble. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So much easier said than done, right? When we wake up in the morning, I don't know about you, but my first thoughts most days are, I got to do this. Okay, I got to make sure this is good. It's me, me, me all the time. And that gets tiring. It gets really tiring. So um, I just want to spend some time um, sharing with you what God has laid on my heart about the heart of a servant. And I'm going to be honest, when I was preparing this week, I was having trouble formulating all of my thoughts um, and bringing them together. And I, classic Katie, Katie moves some of the girls in my life group, we're gonna laugh, but I felt urged to look back into an old journal, okay? And I came across this entry that I wrote um, the day before our last serve day, actually. And so I was reading this page and I wrote in big, bold letters and I just said, Um, Let me just make sure I get it right. Yeah. It's time to take me outside of myself. And under that, so yeah, I'll say that again. It's time to take me outside of myself. And under that, I had written four different phrases out. And I was, I was, (laughs) wow. As I was reading that, I thought that's exactly what I've been trying to formulate in in my thought of the heart of a servant. And so if you're cool with that, I'm going to expand on these four different phrases that I wrote about, Okay. So the first one is an eternal mindset, an eternal mindset. And I'm going to explain that after I read 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. 
For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. A servant of God has an eternal mindset. Our outlook on life has got to be bigger than ourselves. As a believer, I must live every single day knowing that my actions, my words, and the way that I serve and love people can have an eternal impact on their life. We can't undervalue what we do and say to people. Every day I wake up, I want to say, God, how do you want to use me today? How do I serve you today eternally for your kingdom? And Fall of 2017, I was going through a lot of different job transitions and really fixating on some temporary issues in my life of finding a full-time job to validate my four-year degree and trying to be a picture of success to my classmates. And I was just feeling really frustrated and disappointed with where I was at. And are you ever in a season of life where you can read a verse that you've read multiple times, but it hits you differently. It, that just, when I read that, I felt convicted. And from that moment on, I started praying a prayer that God, I want to be a woman of an eternal mindset, not a woman who has a temporary mindset every single day. A woman that wakes up every day knowing that my conversations with people are divine appointments from you that I can love people and serve people to the best of my ability because I know that you served me, Jesus, and that my life is emulated after yours. So I want to challenge you to start thinking with an eternal mindset. As we live with that, we are rest assured that our lives are not our own. Number two in my thought train in my journal was a bold and humble walk. Ephesians 3.12 says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. In just the next chapter in Ephesians 4.2, it says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. A servant of God walks with boldness and humility. And that is what I like to call God confidence. Boldness and courage as a believer is not something that's arrogant or cocky, right? Being bold as a believer and knowing your identity brings security. It should not bring a cockiness or an arrogance to your walk. So boldness and humility sometimes aren't two words that are paired together, but I believe as believers and as people that are growing to be disciples of Jesus, we have to look at them together, right? So Jesus is the perfect example of this. Jesus was bold. He was not afraid to be who God created him to be. He spoke light and life to people boldly everywhere that he went. Jesus was also humble. He humbled himself and came to earth as a baby. And was born in a manger, He healed people, taught people, and eventually humbled himself low enough to die a death he did not deserve in the place of you and me. The more we spend time with Jesus and study the way he lived, 
we begin to understand the boldness we possess as believers in Christ, as well as the humility required to serve people well. The feet of a servant walk with boldness, willingness, and humility to go wherever, whenever. So as I'm walking throughout my life and feeling, not feeling, but knowing what my identity is in Jesus, that I'm a daughter of the King, I'm bold and secure in that fact. And as I humble myself and I'm on the bottom of my priority list, always, which is a really hard thing to do. I'm not saying I'm perfect in that. But as you're walking in humility, I want my feet to be ready to go wherever, whenever. When I'm walking in Target and Jesus and the Holy Spirit tells me to pray for somebody or just encourage someone or smile at somebody, I want to be ready and willing to do that. So with the boldness and the humility that we live out because of the way Jesus lived his life, we can serve people really, really well. So number three, so we're having an eternal mindset. We are bold and humble in our walk. And number three is having supernatural sight. First Corinthians 10.24 says, No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. A servant of God sees people with supernatural sight. We look past ourselves and onto others with tenderness and kindness. Jesus saw people with loving and non-judgmental eyes. Jesus was willing to be inconvenienced in his day-to-day and love and serve those around him. A couple years ago, I was on the youth team here, and there's a guy named Pastor Luke Chafin. Some of you in the room know him. Um, A couple years ago at a youth night, he said this in one of his messages, and it's just stuck with me for so long. He asked, who's in your way when you're on your way? Who's in your way when you're on your way? Not in a like you're at a concert, you're trying to get to the front, who's in your way? But as you're going throughout your day, who are the people that if you're looking through a self-serving lens that they're kind of an inconvenience to you? The person in the Starbucks line that might've given you a dirty look, but you had no idea that they had a fight with someone that morning and that they really weren't looking at you, they were just thinking of the conversation that morning. And maybe you responded in a not nice way. I've been there. But having supernatural sight, having the eyes of Jesus, um, giving people, looking at people with a gaze of love and generosity and tenderness is an amazing way to serve people and start living with the heart of a servant. Yeah. So the last one, we're living with an eternal mindset. We're walking boldly and humbly, we're seeing people supernaturally through the eyes of Jesus. And the last one is my favorite, is open hands. And it's the one that has been the biggest thing for me in my life that I've learned over these past three years in Minneapolis. Proverbs 11.25 says, those who live to bless others will have blessings upon, sorry, will have blessings heaped upon them And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. A servant of God lives life with their hands open. They are open with their resources. They are open with their gifts and talents. And they are open to opportunities to serve people. Jesus died on the cross 
with nails pierced through his open hands. Jesus lived his life every single day with an open hand up until death when a nail went through his open hand. And if we are believers and people who are emulating our life after him, we have to do the same. It's hard to do that though, right? When we are goal-oriented people, when we are dreamers and God has given us amazing, unique gifts and talents and different resources, it's easy to want to be self-serving in those things. But if we live our life after Jesus and want to have the heart of a servant, the perfect servant Jesus, we need to live our lives open-handedly, ready to give somebody a hug when they need it, ready to literally lend someone a hand when they're walking through a really tough time to think of others before ourselves, right? As we are believers with eternal mindsets, bold and humble walks, supernatural sight and open hands, we will look more and more like the perfect servant, Jesus. Our hearts will grow in purity and authenticity as we seek to serve like him. As we strive to live our lives like Jesus with our head, our feet, our eyes, our hands, and our heart, pure service has to be the reflex of that. Every day as we magnify Jesus, as we give him all the glory, with our open hands at the end of the day, all the glory goes to God, right? Everything that we have, all of our resources, everything that we've been blessed with goes back to Jesus. It all starts and it all ends with him. We're not called to convenience. We're called to serve and love those that are hard to serve and love. So today, what is your next step in this? Do you need to shift your mindset to make it eternal and stop focusing on temporary things that only last here on this earth? Do you need to ask God to give you an eternal mindset in your every single day to follow after his heart of service? Do you need to ask God to help you walk in humility with more boldness? Do you need more boldness in your life? Are you struggling to see things through God's eyes? I'm praying that prayer, God, give me your lens to see people the way that you see people. Or do you just need to start letting go of things and open your hands completely and surrender to God? Are there ways you can be using your gifts and talents to serve in your community, your family, or even here at church? Are there ways that God has gifted you and wired you to give him more glory? As you partner with Jesus and as you dream with him, what are ways that he can be more magnified in the ways that he has gifted you and resourced you? That's what I wanna challenge you with today, just to go home and have a conversation with the Lord about those things. Having an eternal mindset, boldly and humbly walking, seeing people through his eyes and living your life with an open hand ready to give things away, but also as you do that, you'll receive so much joy and fruit in your life because of that. Lord, thank you so much for this time. Jesus, thank you for being the perfect example of the heart of a servant, God. Thank you that we can look to you and emulate our lives after you, God. 
We're not perfect, Jesus. Lord, I just pray that tonight, um, maybe one of these things is settling into our hearts. And as we learn to grow and be more like you, God, that we don't shame ourselves, that we don't feel guilty about anything, God, but that your mercies are new every single day. Lord, you are so good and faithful. Just thank you for the opportunity to be your hands and feet, to show people your love and the way that you have served us, God. We can keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Um, Every single week at River Valley, we give the opportunity for people to say yes to Jesus. And I just talked about him a lot today, but that's, that's truly why we're here. That's truly why we're here is the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus. I'm able to walk in freedom and joy because the highest king came in the most humble frame to die for me and to cover my sins. Without Jesus, I am nothing. I could accomplish nothing. But with him, I have purpose. If you're feeling without purpose today, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling unsure of where your life is going and you want to say yes to this adventure with Jesus, I'm gonna count to three. And when I say three, you can raise your hand and boldly proclaim that, declaring that yes, Jesus, I want to serve you. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. So one, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Two, when you make this decision, you are a brand new creation. The Bible says that the old is gone and the new has come. Everything in your past is gone. You are brand new. If you're ready to make that decision and declare Jesus as your Lord and Savior in this place, three. Yes, I see that hand. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just give a couple more moments. Thank you, Jesus. If everyone could repeat this after me boldly and loudly together as a church. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Would you please forgive me? Tonight I receive this gift, the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Tonight I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Yes. A couple people said yes to Jesus tonight, and I think we can shout louder than that for this. (laughs) Hey, if that was you, if tonight was your night to say yes on this adventure with the Lord, with Jesus, we have a gift for you. It's called a Now What booklet. So, You said yes to Jesus, and now what's next? We want to resource you. We want to partner with you as you are stepping into this new life of freedom and joy with the Lord. Man, tonight's been awesome, huh? It's been so good. Next Saturday, we have Serve Day, and I just talked about being servant-hearted. So if you feel inclined, we'd love to serve with you. There's a table out there of opportunities that you can sign up for. Um, But honestly, I just love that you're in the room. And just keep 
back. Keep coming back. We have prayer teams up here ready to intercede for you if you're believing for something, if you need healing, if you need physical healing, if you need mental healing, if you're going through family issues, if you need financial help and prayer for God to come through in a miraculous way. These people down here are prayer warriors. And if you said yes to Jesus, they also have this gift for you up here. They would love, love, love to pray with you. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing rest of your week. We'll see you next Sunday.